right, what's up, what's up, guys? We are live. Dude. Welcome to another Underground STL interview. We are a show that brings you a street-level view of the greater St. Louis area, taking you deep into the topics that matter the most to St. Louisans. I'm your host, Sam Catanzaro, and to my left, joining me tonight is the man in the chair, the one with the magic fingers pressing all those keys, our executive producer, Booster. How you doing, Booster? I'm doing good, Sam. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. All right. Well, I just want to remind everyone there out there to uh, jump into the conversation on YouTube and on Facebook. We definitely want to hear from you tonight because we got another fascinating interview with another possible local official. Yes. Or not even really a local official, more like a national official. But uh, real quick, I just want to stop and uh, give a shout out to Brian Chappell, who's in the ER right now of Divine Sorrow, friend of the show. Uh, Get better, Brian. Yes, absolutely. Get better, Brian. We wish you well. Uh, yeah, so guys, occasionally we like to bring on guests that have some sort of connection to St. Louis uh, to get their thoughts and insight into the area. Our guest tonight is someone that I have had the privilege of meeting before. He is a Libertarian nominee running for representative of the 1st Congressional District of Missouri, which includes most of St. Louis, some of St. Louis County. He's also a member of the Proud Boys, I think Vice President, isn't it? Vice President of the St. Louis Proud Boys uh, chapter, the local chapter here in town. Ladies Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Alex Furman to the show. How you doing, Alex? What's up, guys? It's good to be here. Good, good to be here. Alex, if you want to make love to that mic for us, like just making love to it. Yep. There we go. Uh, yeah, so so Alex, uh, Alex, you're on here. I, I, I met you through Anthony Rogers, who we've had on before. But you and I, like, we didn't really get a chance to, like, talk super much. But yeah. I, I, But I, you know had the privilege of actually knowing who you were and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, uh, how, give us a little background on your campaign. How's it going so far and how you, how have you been getting your name out there? All right. Well, the campaign started, I got a phone call from the County LP Libertarian Mm -hmm. party. And, um, if you don't know this libertarians, very hard to find people to willing to run for office for them because you know it takes time and money and well they always lose yeah like, they always yeah, lose yeah, yeah, there's not there's not much money in it there's not, not a lot of sacrificial goats out there no so not about so what <laughs> sorry I just meant it's like a metaphor for like people who oh, who, yeah. who, who essentially like run and listen that are man if you're in the libertarian party it's not about winning anyway so it's it's kind of baked into the pie of being a libertarian these days but um yeah they call me up and um. You know, I've been into politics, never really, like, sat down and considered running for office. They asked me. I was like, all right, well, how much money do I have to spend? They're like, well, you know, you got to spend $100 to register, and that's it. And I was like, can I say whatever I want? They're like, yeah. I was like, okay. Cool. And so the day I got off parole um, or federal supervision, I drove down to Jeff City, and that was the day that um, registration began for candidates. So the day... I got my voting rights back. Um, this is the day that I went and registered, and that's when it opened. And I was like, "All right, that's cool." Pay the hundred dollars, and um, you know, mostly started off just like I make memes, or I used to before I got my Facebook can today. But um, it was just going to be like a meme candidacy. You know, no money was going into it. They just wanted a warm body. Yeah. And then somewhere along the line, um, a guy I knew met back in 2016 at the Libertarian National Convention. He called me up and he said, hey, man, I saw you running for office. Let me manage your campaign. I'll do it for free. And, you know, I was like, can't turn that down. And so we actually started, like, really sitting down, running, like, a real sort of campaign. You know, know, here's some messaging. Here's some, you know, your photos, your marketing, or whatever you're going to do. Yeah. Made us our, you know, website, all that kind of stuff. Just, like, made it something. 
so that it wasn't like embarrassingly libertarian. Um, and yeah, and that's how it started. And then uh, I met my now wife, and uh, she is in the you know she's in politics a lot, so she's been really helping me, especially organizing this event that's coming up. Um, very supportive too. Very I mean, she's supportive. not she's not on screen right now, but definitely very supportive. Very supportive, and um, you know we don't have a lot of money. Like I don't, I'm not trying to spend a ton of money on this campaign. How much have you spent so far? Um, a few hundred bucks. A few hundred bucks. Okay, here or there. Like, Where like some some politicians they get millions. Oh yeah, donated to them. Yeah, you you've spent a few hundred dollars so far. Yeah, my right? own money too. Yeah, and this isn't like just starting off. This is like. We're we're coming up on November. We're yeah. coming up on election day. Yeah. You've only spent. Yeah, I don't have. Years. I don't have. I'm getting married or whatever. I got married. I'm gonna have like a real wedding. Yeah. Soon, you know, if we can, you know, get through these COVID restrictions. But um, you know, none of that's cheap. You know, I'm trying to start a family. Um, yeah. So we've just been spending a little money here and there, just trying to you know do something. But we wanted to do something big. You know, we have like I have enough money to maybe throw one event. That's really big. And right. then we can, you know, have a bunch of people there and it can be a real cool thing. Because, you know, even though the Libertarian Party disavowed me because, you know, they're cunts. Yeah. Um, well, they said you said you, you, they said you could say whatever you want to say. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then it, they then they came out and well, said yeah, no. I mean, oh, this is funny. When they, they were talking about like in the um, I'm like, well, what are the rules for this? This is before they even asked me. Uh -huh. so he's like, well, what are the rules? You're like, basically, you just can't be a white supremacist. And I was like, check. You know, <laughs> so so but they, they still disavowed you. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Because, you know, they believe mainstream media for whatever reason. Gotcha. You know? So so how have you been getting your name out there? I mean, if you, if you you're not spending that much money, you know, so you're, it's not like you're right. taking out like an ad on the Super Bowl or whatever. Right. So how are you able to actually get your name out there? Um, especially you've been saying that you've been, you know, kicked off of certain social media yeah. platforms and stuff like that. Like, how is this? How has this been going? What's your strategy? Well, I mean, the strategy after this event, that's going to be where the name recognition comes from. I mean, like, I work all around St. Louis every day, so I'm always talking to people about the campaign. Mm -hmm. You know, f person to person only goes so far. Um, but this event's going to be really big. You know, we're going to have Joe Biggs is going to be there. I don't know, you know, Joe Biggs. Um, no, leader of the Proud Boys, Enrique Tario is going to be there. I know, I know who that is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, a lot of good people are going to show up, um, some local people. I think Anthony, we invited Anthony. Gotcha. See if he so so this talk. is the 24th, correct? 24th, This Saturday. is this Saturday. Okay. Downtown, right across from the health center, 1720 Market Street. Gotcha. Um, so big, yeah. So is this a libertarian event? Is this a Proud Boys event? Is this a, is this just a conservative rally? It, it's is like, this it's a, like um, I mean, it's not necessarily partisan. Okay. Um, but <clears throat> just practically speaking, it's sort of like a right leaning to right event like libertarians are going to be there you're going to have republicans that are going to be there gotcha proud boys are going to be there which is a huge bizarre mix of libertarian and republican yeah and we're going to stuff. talk about them later definitely we got we got yeah. that coming up too yeah some of the proud boys are going to be there but it's um you know we've been promoting this loc locally it's on demandfreespeech.org is where you can find the demandfreespeech.org yeah, demandfreespeech.org and that's that's the only place that you can actually find that's the only place now cuz i woke up this morning to a facebook that was i'm it's not like i got suspended i got it, the account's disabled it's gone it's gone forever wow and it's the second time that's happened to me wow um but this last one it lasted a couple of years and they just all of a sudden, a week before the election, they cut, you know, um, hmm. congressional candidates. Hmm. Convenient. Yeah. Conveniently. Convenient. They didn't hmm. give me the reason, you know. Yeah. And Instagram and Facebook gone. Gone. Gotcha. Still have Twitter, 
but I have like no followers on Twitter. For so now. <laughs> for now. Yeah, for now. Us, yeah they <laughs> So I went to Parlor. I went to Parlor like a week ago, so that was a good time. Gotcha. Or Parlay, I think it's called. But everyone calls it Parlor. Gotcha. I know Dave yeah. Rubin's got a uh, platform, not as <clears throat> not as big, not as well known, but he's, you know, saying like he's sick and tired of people getting, you know, kicked off of, you know, YouTube, yeah. Facebook, Twitter. Yeah, like him and Jordan Peterson that. were doing I didn't I yeah. never followed up on that. Yeah. But. Yeah, you should. It's it's pretty good. It's not it's not big yet. It's not it's not huge. No. But definitely definitely a good idea there. So uh, we're gonna be talking a lot more with Alex. We're gonna we're gonna kind of jump into your uh your you know your your campaign and everything like that. But guys, make sure if you have not already to subscribe to us over on YouTube, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, make sure you visit our website undergroundstl.com for exclusive content because after all, we go deep man booster i hope our uh, our youtube and facebook and instagram and twitter doesn't get taken down after this interview man seriously i don't know it might now <laughs> it might I, now. now i'm scared alex <laughs> no it's racist, okay oh, alex man, oh you got the midas touch in a bad way all right <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna go through we're gonna uh, you know about half of my uh half of my questions here that i got for you are about your political platform that i've taken off of your website sure Okay, and then the other, and then I'd say probably the other half or other third is going to be about your affiliation with the Proud Boys, sure. just because that's been in the media and everything. Okay. So let's uh, let's just dive in. Let's go deep here. Um, I've looked at your website, yeah. gone through the issues that you've listed, and where your stance is on them. You say you go one step further and say you believe in instead of separation of church and state, you believe of separation of economy right. and state, uh, claiming quote. It's no coincidence that all the most regulated and subsidized industries are also the least affordable industries, education, medicine, housing, yeah. end quote. Um, however, I would say, you know, at least what I've seen, many voters believe actually that we need more government involvement in those industries. Right. How would you counteract that argument for more government involvement in those industries? You know, people look at those industries as like, well, they're least affordable because, you know, we're not getting good policy. And you're saying, no, just let it go. They'll they'll kind of work themselves out. So, yeah. How would you counteract that argument? As far as as far as like, I mean, you made a pretty more, good argument reading off my website. Oh, OK, so. well, well, I mean, like like more government involvement, like go like yeah, with like with like gets, the housing, like per se, like. In 2008, when the bubble burst, right. that was because of, you know, not as much regulation right. of the banks and the housing market. So, like, something like that. Right. There, there's two There's two arguments. The mm -hmm. first one is always the most important. It's a moral argument. Okay. You say, see, the reason that libertarians don't want government is because government is initiation of force. Right? Gotcha. It's, it's aggression. It's violence. So, the reason that we don't rape or kill or steal is be not because, you know, you know, we don't have a great ends to justify that means is because, no, the means are evil unto themselves. Like, rape is wrong, therefore don't do it. You know, gotcha. theft is wrong, therefore do it. Extortion is wrong, therefore don't. There's no, like, oh, well, you know, how many poor, poor people can we feed if we steal this amount of money? Or how many whatever can we do if we murder this person? You know, it doesn't matter. Libertarianism is a moral philosophy. Okay. And um, I find that that's very, if I'm talking one-on-one -on -one to a person, saying that, hey, this position that you hold is immoral, it's evil, you know, mm -hmm. um, that hits a lot harder than, oh, no, you're just um, academically wrong about this economic issue. Gotcha. Right, but, you know, we don't really think morally um, these days. It's kind of been beaten out, beaten out of us, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, people don't believe in objective morality anymore. You, know, yeah. you say that phrase and people go, what? Morality? Objective? Those are antonyms. Those mean the opposite. It's like, oh. So instead of coming at it from an, uh, at a logical sense, you're coming at it from a morality well, I mean, it, sense at first, well, and then the logic kind of th bleeds through. This is the through. funny thing, is that libertarianism, like the morality is 
the logic and the logic is they're kind of hard to separate gotcha right it's not you know it's not an arbitrary set of principles it's a set of principles sort of you know you know as a result of a philosophy mm-hmm. so know? are you are you for government at all no 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 so you don't think that the united states of america should actually like the, the constitution should exist i mean where like where where is this well listen here? if i could choose a constitutional republic over what the fuck we have now mm-hmm. you like listen even though i'm an anarchist like i have 100 percent more respect for the constitution than 99 people 99 percent of people in this country people there, yeah. right because i love freedom yeah and right we and i'm gonna I always steal dave smith's quote we started off as the smallest government in the history of the world now we're the biggest government in the history of the world Right. We started off with a ton of freedom in this country. Freedom was the default, you know, not for everybody, but yeah. freedom was the default. Um, whereas now sort of, you know, the government getting permission from the government is a default. Right. So back then it's like government was this small. I believe in zero government. Right. So the founding fathers are probably the most you know close to the world I want to see as, you know, any other modern political philosophy. So even though I technically reject all government on a moral level, if when I see a situation and I'm not, you know, I'm not that autistic anymore, you know, I can see small <laughs> government, even though small government is illogical and irrational and a little bit evil, it's way better than a lot of evil and a lot of aggression gotcha. and a lot of government. So basically to sum it up from what from what yeah. I'm hearing, you'd rather have no government, but if you had to pick one government to actually have out of all that have ever existed or yeah. all that exists right like, now, it's you'd pick United States like constitution wise. You think that that allows well, the yeah, most freedom? The thing are is, are, is are like, we talking like more like founding fathers, United States yeah, of America? It's funny. It's like, then, do you want to go back to the constitution? Well, we still have the constitution. Right. It's the people have changed and, you know, you, the culture has changed to a, a less pro freedom culture. So, I mean, you know, with the exception of several amendments, some of them are really important with mm-hmm. the income tax and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Okay, but um, I guess one of my questions here then would be uh, like we're talking about uh, the Constitution and how generally it uh, it applies to the libertarian philosophy. Um, Like, do you believe in a right to privacy? Because a lot of uh, advocate proponents of the right to privacy say that the uh, protection from uh, self-incrimination and then the uh, protection from soldiers being quartered in the home. Uh, in the Constitution, kind of like is a de facto defense of the right to privacy. Well, I mean, it depends what you mean by right to privacy. I mean, I believe in property rights. I mean, I believe mm-hmm. if, like, you know, you have some data on your computer, it's not lawful to steal it. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, there's got to be some balance somewhere, but that would be, you know, something for like a court to decide. Like, where does, the, you know, <clears throat> some guy peeping over your fence at you, is that. A violation of property rights? I don't know, but what do you mean by right to privacy? Like, well, I mean, like, well, I mean, you can apply it to different situations. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, hypothetically, if someone was a homosexual, sure. uh, like a- at a high school, maybe in like a like ten years ago, sure. and like it was uh, displayed on like social media, or someone like found out and then like sure. doxed them uh, on social media, and like essentially made a campaign saying like look at this you know homo or whatever whatever terrible thing that would be said yeah um essentially saying that that was a violation of their right to privacy and that they're 
do restitution either under some criminal statute or some sort of civil statute. I, like I don't lawsuit. I can't tort reform. Some I can't really come up with like a a really solid philosophical argument to, you know, why you have a right to not have you know your name published. It's your name. Mm. Um. So I, I mean, I always err on the caution of you know less government. But, um, well, I mean, we talk about HIPAA, like the protection, uh, right. like, you know, they don't have a right to release your medical records in association with your name. If medical records are examined in a study, even like a, just a medical study, sure. they are li- your name is actually omitted. And so just your condition and vitals uh, and like any kind of identifying characteristics. Well, I mean, so, so is your excluded. fear booster like, you know, like you're saying, like right to privacy, all that kind of stuff, you... You, we get that from well, you believe that we get that well, from the it, Constitution, it, and if we it have it comes down to contract. Like the reason Facebook can sell my data is because you know that's that's the agreement. I get to use all this free, really awesome like software. Well, I don't get to anymore, mm-hmm. but most people in the world get to enjoy this <laughs> this really nice free software. Yeah, and you know, there, you just think of all the things that you can do with Facebook. You don't pay a dime for. And it's like that's the deal. And it's like and you get that. It's like. You click the thing. You didn't read it, but you know it's like you're not getting anything for free. Uh, it really just comes down to property rights and contracts. Like, I mm. don't think that anyone should be able to force you to you know, divulge information on yourself, or you know, force someone that has your information, like say a doctor, to divulge it. You know, you can't extort somebody. You can't if you have an agreement with your doctor that your stuff stays private. He is bound by law. Yeah. So it it just comes down to contracts. Yeah. Gotcha. You know, to me. Well, I mean, I guess I guess my point would be that the government has to enforce that, and I'm just trying to like enforce uh, the contract. Like someone has they don't to have enforce. to. Someone has to. Yeah. Enforce. Some. Well, I mean, like I mean, if no one time, does, then it don't doesn't have to mean be enforced on, on a practical level. But as far as when you know two parties, one of them dissatisfied, and they have you know a disagreement. Um, you know, on an obligation or a contractual yeah. obligation, then you have to go to a third party, but an arbitrator. Yeah. I would, yeah. you know, not only does that not have to be the government, it's probably a good idea for it not to be the government. Okay. You know, as long, as long as both parties, you know, believe in the, you know, the righteousness of that arbiter, you know, that's to be a neutral but that's party like really implied. New, yeah. Like, he wouldn't be an arbiter if he wasn't trustworthy. And yeah. It's sort of a... I think that gives us a good, you know, jumping off point to know where your base is. That's why I, 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 like, I like that question because that kind of, you know, tells people where you're coming from as a whole. You would describe yourself more as an anarchist. You want right. zero government, you know, less government as possible. If you could have it your way, zero government. Um, just to kind of let everybody know, um, you're, you're running for the 1st Congressional District of Missouri, just restating. Who are your opponents that you are up against come November? All right. Well, my biggest opponent would be, of course, the Libertarian Party. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other opponents are Anthony Rogers and Cory Bush running as a Democrat. Gotcha. So Anthony Rogers, Republican, Cory right. Bush, Democrat Party. Yep. Um, who who do you see? Like, how do you, how do you see this race going here? Well, if, if it was like if it was like, you know, like fight night, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like you were a commentator. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm putting well, money on it. I'm putting money on Cory Bush. OK, like just straight up. I'm not supposed to say that probably because I'm running for office, but like this is a D plus thirty one district, something like yeah. that. Yeah. It's it's been it's been blue for She's got millions God. of millions of that Bernie money and probably millions of now that she's won the nomination, way more money now. Yeah. You know. I talked to Lacey Clay, I did, you know, the privilege of talking to the, the current congressman. Yeah. I was fixing his lock again. And this was actually after the race. You know, I I met him back in January. I was doing his lock in the first place. Okay. 
Um, the reason I was back is because I was new at Locksmith and I sucked at it and I had to come fix my problem. But um, I was talking about the race and he was just like, yeah, man, like they got us sleeping, you know, we sh they got all that Bernie money that came here. They just, <laughs> man, I've been here for blah, blah, blah yeah. years. And I was like, whatever. Yeah. He wasn't super been out of shape, but he's got a, you know, well, several I, very he, lucrative job he's offers had, in DC. He's had what? Now. He's had what? Like 10 term? Yeah. His was a 10 term dad, run dad and his a, dad was way before that. Yeah. <clears throat> you had, you had over yeah. 40 years of, or almost 40 years of a political dynasty, political family. Yeah. Um, well, his dad started in 59, so that would be 60 years now. Yeah, yeah. So so he he basically was saying that he thinks that the reason why Corey Bush won was they just had all this money. They just got a Yeah, you know, well, I mean, he was... I mean, injection, he was, cash injection, and... Yeah, like, she go. got a ton of money and, you know, just kind of came out of nowhere. Like, just got him. Wow. Like, I didn't see any Corey Bush yard signs. Yeah. Until I, after yeah. the nomination. Yeah, now, now she's all over the place. Yeah, I, I remember uh, when we interviewed uh, Anthony, he was saying that he thinks that Lacey Clay's going to win in a landslide, and that's who he's going to be going up against. And he was like, holy shit. Like, I, I, we yeah. all assumed that we yeah. were going against uh, Crazy. Lacey Clay. Crazy. Which I was really looking forward to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, yeah. And now now here comes this this new this new challenger and stuff like that. So, um, kind of moving on, platform and stuff like that. Uh, you do believe in criminal justice reform. You state when we have a moral... An understatement. So, <laughs> you, but you stated on your website, you state, uh, "quote When we have immoral, unconstitutional, and ineffective laws, we get immoral, unconstitutional, and ineffective law enforcement." That Beautiful makes. Point. I was going to say that makes total sense. Uh, you are for ending qualified immunity. Uh, you refer the tripartisan bill to end qualified immunity. So this is Republicans, <laughs> Democrats, Libertarians are, are all for this bill. Uh, for all of us out there, because I actually had to look this up, what exactly? In your own words, what is qualified immunity and why are you in favor of ending it? It's a special government granted privilege as far as your liability goes, okay. as far as, um, you know, in the line of duty, whatever, your liability. And um, I mean, as as an anarchist, I can keep going back to this, but I don't believe that any group of people should have, you know, extra moral privileges. You know, the government has the power to steal it has the power to commit mass murder you know call it war call it taxes yeah. um whatever you know they have the the power to you know put you in jail for not paying taxes you know and if anyone else said that that'd be you know very serious and heinous crime but when uh, the government does it it's uh, oh it's just something else yeah. it's there's a special little spot that we program you know our children to believe it's like oh no that's this is good okay. if they do it <laughs> But it's bad if everyone else does it, and that's, I mean, okay. Yeah, the one thing, the one thing I love, I love like that that dynamic because like I'm a I'm a huge mob historian. Like I I love reading about the mafia. I love I love looking up uh, all that kind of stuff. And when you actually look at what the mob did back in the day and what what they're still doing now, and then you look at what the government did and you mirror them together, what's the difference? It, there there is really is none. I yeah. always steal from Dave Smith. He says it best. That's why I steal from him. He says uh, the government is a human rights organization. No, they're they're the mafia masquerading yeah. as a human rights organization. Yeah, and it's like what's funny is like they did the numbers racket, New York and other cities, and it's yeah. like okay, that numbers racket. What is that? That's the, That's the lottery. You know what I'm saying? They do extortion. You pay me for protection. What is that? That's taxes. Yeah. You know, like they would do bust outs. What the hell do you think happens in Delaware now? Why do you think so many companies are in Delaware? It's the same thing. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy, but, uh, yeah, so 
do you think that we should speaking of kind of you know turn and stain on the uh, the criminal justice side and all that kind of stuff? Do you think that this is a big topic now? Do you think we should defund the police? Should we have more funding of the police, <coughs> or should there be police reform? Where do you as you know? A self-described anarchist, you know, don't believe in government, all that kind of stuff. Where do you stand on that? Well, I believe in the market. I okay. believe if we have, you know, a free market and X, then we're going to have an abundance of X, and it's going to be more affordable than X was Y time ago. Okay. Um, so the same thing would happen. It, not only would we have, would we be able to do it in the free market? Would we be able to provide protection of property rights, contract enforcement? But we would be able to do it so much better. Not only would we, you know, get the same amount of service for the same amount of dollars, we'd get better service for less dollars. And we'd, we wouldn't be spending any tax dollars on it, but um, opposite, we would be creating millions and millions and millions of jobs for this brand new industry that has been monopolized by the government for so <coughs> long. I mean... We have it in place. It's like if we get rid of the government, what is the government? What is it? Like what when it comes down to it, what is the government? I, a um, collection yeah. of arbiters and people who have authority over other human beings. Yeah, but I mean if we re- re- reduce it down, like it's like who is I mean, Donald Trump? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's the people. It's it's, it's yeah. an idea. So yeah. essentially, you're trying to say that re- uh, you're in favor of defunding the police in a sen- in essentially the way that. Uh, a free market uh, dictates that what drives the market is what people want. Is demand, and and so the demand essentially is to is for other organizations, not just the police, to be able to uh, effectively arbitrate in the communities. The, the demand is to be secure, mm-hmm. both in you know your body, you know, free from harm, and also secure in your contracts, your agreements, the people, the you know, the word that people give to you, right? That's the demand. However that will be satisfied most efficiently is up to entrepreneurs. And because entrepreneurs want to get the money for satisfying demand, they're going to you know, go up to you. Hey, bad news. I don't know if you heard. The government's gone. They dissolved themselves. So, hey, you know, they're, they're not there to respond to you when you call 911. So, hey, we have this program set up. We're actually just taking all the old cops that just got fired because there's no government. We're anymore. hiring them. We're putting them into it's, yeah. yeah. This, this kind of loops back to what I was asking is, what is a government? Well, the way you know what the government is, is what happens when you dissolve it. It's, you can dissolve the government by all the members of Congress saying, hey, we're not doing this anymore. Right. And the president, you know, signs yeah. off on it and then whatever. Like, theoretically, it's just a government is incorporated by a piece of paper and it can be disincorporated by a piece of paper. So when you get rid of the government, you're not getting rid of the police officers. You're not getting rid of the tanks and the boats. You're getting rid of this, you know, this fictitious entity. You still have the planes. You still have the battleships. You still have the cops. You still have the guns. But now all of that capital gets liquidated and funneled into the private sector to be reorganized and uh, put into a much more elegant solution to our So our even without problems. government, if there is a demand by the people for security, someone will serve to fill those that demand, whether yeah. it's private private industry, all that kind of yeah, stuff. Not it, only that, it will happen. Basically, the way it works is, this is kind of my Mazesian view of things. It's like mm-hmm. you have a hierarchy of, of values, right? The thing that you value the most is what you're going to put the most of your, be willing to put the most of your income towards, like food, shelter, mm-hmm. like what, whatever, clean water. Right, like those are all the things that if you have nothing else, you have those things. Right, okay. those are the, those are the things you get first. 
right, security in your person and property and, and contracts is way up there. It's like up there with right, right around there with food and shelter and water. You know, what do you have if you don't have, you know, protection? Yeah. Nothing. So, I mean, that's going to be one of the first issues that is solved, you know, because people need that. Like, people don't really want to do anything unless they know that, you know, what they have today is going to be there tomorrow and the next day and the next day. So that's going to be a multi you don't have you don't have the if, without protection you can't you know have life liberty pursuit of yeah, you can't have business NLA. business yeah. is dependent on like all right so if someone takes my stuff there's going to be consequences right you know whatever gotcha there's going to be someone backing me up when i can't defend myself for my property or my business right that's the first thing a civilization needs therefore that will be the first thing provided in a free market that's just yeah you can't gotcha. get around that yeah, you can't get it. That's how people actually behave. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm totally, yeah, I, I, I get that. You know, the demand for security. If law enforcement, you know, traditional police went away tomorrow, somebody would fill that because I mean, people have demand. Pra- for like, it, you know, you know, practically speaking, if the government just vanished tomorrow and no one had the idea or attempted to put it back together, then who do you think would knock on your door and sell your protection services? The police. Yeah, they'd be like, hey, here's the badge. Here's my name. You can look it up. The government's gone. They're not paying us, but we'll keep doing the thing, you know, and we, yeah. we, we won't pull you over. We promise, you know, we want your money, you know, but you're going to yeah. give it, to, you yeah. know, we're going to promise to not be shitty if you, you know, let us have this contract. Practically speaking, that's if it just vanished tomorrow, just hypothetically, that's what would happen. Yeah. And then you would see entrepreneurs and market forces start to mold what, uh, what comes in to fill the gap until over time a much more elegant solution is sort of smoothed out and then the, we're, we're far richer because we're spending way less money on security and so we have you know this whole big bundle of capital to invest in new markets and that's how we grow that's yeah. how that's just the story of economics yeah it's uh it's just like uh what, what was uh dave rubin was talking about the post office if the post office went away tomorrow the united states postal service would anyone notice yeah and he said people would come in ups fedex this yeah, and that and then other and then other building that they yeah want. entrepreneurs would come on in and say hey we can deliver this we can deliver that so um kind of kind of sticking with this theme of you know law enforcement protection all that kind of stuff um do you state on your website no <laughs> victim no crime uh yeah. your platform that you want to end the war on drugs Completely. saying that it is unconstitutional and will lead to a further erosion of our freedoms uh, I understand that from a marijuana standpoint. Um, wh- however, what would you say about like the opioid crisis going on in St. Louis? You know, where drugs that are physically addictive, such as like heroin, morphine, fentanyl, even prescription painkillers, uh, they're being dealt on the street, or doctors are being you know too friendly with the you know prescription pad and just giving it out there, yeah. um, and and people are dying. <laughs> you know, there there are there are victims, quote unquote. Uh, however, but how do you feel about the you know how do you feel about all that? I, I noticed we got a nice big government going on with a nice big drug war, and it we still have the exact same amount of of addicted people. <laughs> so it's like at if worst, not, if not more, if not more, as like yeah. listen, if this is the bar, listen with. I mean, f- he and I are on lockstep on this one, so I'm just gonna let you even talk. even like heroin and stuff. And, and I mean, I'll let you. I'll let you. Well, I mean, the, the, <laughs> the problems that we're gonna have with too much freedom. Uh-huh. You know, what it, like you don't do heroin, right? No, <laughs> no, I you, do not. You don't do heroin. You don't. I don't do heroin. Right? Why? It's not because it's illegal, right? If right. if the if the if the DEA vanished tomorrow, if the drug war completely ceased tomorrow, exactly zero percent of us would go 
fucking do heroin. Right. Yeah. So it's not a pro- it's not going to be a it's it's only a problem for people who are addicted to heroin. Gotcha. And even so, let's say we you know we legalize everything, right? That means that the price crashes, the quality goes up. People are going to stop dying from overdoses, at least accidental overdoses. Um, you know, you, you'd find it, it. You know, the reason that people commit so many property crimes when they you know they're addicts is it's so expensive. You know, they need, order, they need the money. Maintain, they need the capital, they, they yeah. literally like they have to do it. Yeah. Right. And the only reason drugs are expensive, they're extremely simple to produce. Right. It's because the high school chemistry, I believe, in yeah. Breaking Bad was I mean, how they described that, it. I mean, that isn't that like the hard <clears throat> level? Like, isn't meth like that's, that's Yeah, that's getting that's getting on in there. Yes. That's, no, but that's, the uh, yeah. to clarify, we, we mentioned fentanyl as a drug in, in the in the uh Excuse me. In the question, uh, technically, fentanyl is a sedative that uh, can lace heroin, and uh, reportedly, I don't know from firsthand experience or anything, but apparently, it makes the high a lot more intense. But if it's overdone, it can absolutely kill you. It right. stops your heart. Well, I know a lot of people like this is such a new drug, you know, coming to coming to the shores <coughs> and stuff like that. A lot of people they just don't, you know, even even addicts mm-hmm. that have been addicts for so long, they don't know the effects of her- uh, fentanyl. Or they don't even know if something's laced with fentanyl. Yeah, it's, yeah, like it's impossible. I guess. To tell. I guess. Yeah. It's like. Like with you know. Like no victim, no crime. If if like somebody's like you know bringing this in, you yeah. know, you, are you saying like we should make no drugs illegal at all? No. No. No, because the problems created with prohibition always dwarf the problems you know created by freedom, always, like not even close. Right. I don't know. If, you know, I I only did a year, but like I saw enough to know that like this is not helping yeah i mean i knew before but i actually got to see you know up close in like drug infested area of california san Bernardino county mm-hmm. it's just like you're not helping anybody by putting them in prison and you're certainly making things worse by doing so but um i mean listen if you're gonna do heroin you're gonna do it right you're gonna find Sorry. some way to you're gonna do something i yeah, feel well, like somebody that wants to get fucked up they're gonna get fucked I up i can somehow. prove that yeah. because you could buy drugs in jail almost any time. You get meth anytime. Yeah. You know, heroin is a little hard to come by, but it was there. I, want, with- I once, I mean, I don't know if I could admit this, but like, no, I, go for it. Yeah. I once held, you know, a palm full of black tar heroin. Like, in in prison. In, well, maybe I should admit to that. Allegedly. I, I know a guy who was, I mean, in jail. In jail. Yeah. You saw a guy do this. And right? I saw a guy yeah. do this. There you go. That's right? what he meant to say, obviously. A fucking <laughs> this. Black tar heroin. Yeah. In in a federal facility. It was a hybrid facility. It was a federal facility. Yeah. Right? If the government has that much control over me, like the jail inmate population, and we can still get that in there, it's never, ever, ever going to work for the, the average citizen that's not incarcerated. Yeah. It, and it's designed to never work. It's going to be a never-ending war because it's supposed to be because it can't end. It's impossible. Just like the war on terror. It's the same shit. Anytime the the government has a war on something, it's never going to end. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny you say that because, I mean, you you see people, like, going into, like, you know, um, Party City or, you know, wherever and, like, taking, like, aerosol Is that where you score? Something like that. Yeah, but they they take aerosol. (laughs) I mean, all you got to do is just take an aerosol can and just start inhaling and you're going to get high as fuck. You're going to get fucked up. Yeah, if people want to get fucked up, they're going to get fucked up, you know? Yeah. (coughs) And people always, and this this is the most fascist thing about me. Which I, I don't even think is technically fascist, but like, 
people go, uh, they'll go, yeah, well, what if we legalize heroin and then everybody gets, all the heroin addicts get it, and then they die. And I'm just like, sounds like we don't have any more heroin addicts. Ooh. Problem solved? I got a ooh from him, nothing from this guy. My wife well, is mortified <clears throat> over here. I was going to go, uh, that, that file's under uh, what Louis C.K., and I know I'm going to get in trouble for just saying his name, uh, but Louis C.K. had this uh, special where he uh, categorized those kinds of thoughts into, of course, of course, but maybe, <laughs> and like, I think the... Uh, of course the, it's wrong, the, yeah, no, <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, the, I think the, example, the problems, example that you know? he used was... Uh, <laughs> kids with peanut allergies he's like of course of course kids who have peanut allergies all, all food should be listed if it has peanuts and you know people should be responsible about the use of peanuts and food and we should protect these young minds from all this stuff of course but maybe if ingesting a peanut kills you you're supposed to die <laughs> yeah that, yeah i saw i saw that you know too. What? Yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. it's a comedy bit folks but um yeah, no, but I mean, like, I kind of get. I that. mean, and I mean, if all the heroin addicts die, there's no more as of you know, unless a new one spawns. <clears throat> you know, like, yeah, it's uh. And, and by the way, but I say that knowing like one one of my you know closer friends, you know, he's ex heroin addict. Yeah, so I like I get it. It's, it's all a joke. And, but and like, I have yeah, and I have family you know that are that that have been you know in rehab for heroin or been addicted to heroin, all yeah. that kind of stuff. So yeah, it does it does hit on you know. But uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think that he would have done any better in jail, you know. No, like, and his yeah, family would have wouldn't have done. Yeah, done I guess with him I guess I'm like I'm guess I'm talking from like a law enforcement perspective, not the actual addict themselves, but the people pushing it. Is you know what would you say about the people actually pushing it, knowing lacing it with fentanyl, knowing that it could kill somebody? You oh, know? Well, that's, that's that's always that's even, a whole. Even without a government, even in Encapistan, that's a serious crime. Really? Oh well, you can't. It's it's a type of fraud but it's also criminal negligence okay you know like you can't you can't get away from that you know gotcha liberty doesn't mean not having responsibility gotcha and, you know it's like people always well if you know if we lived in libertarian land then you would just go to a bar and drink you know a poison beer and you would die and then what yeah and it'd be like well no there, would there, get there still would be consequences yeah and his you know he would probably go to prison and well i mean i don't know if libertarian places would have prisons maybe it would just be you know, I don't know, executed, maybe exiled. You know? <laughs> something, something, yeah. You are sure. banished to the northern lands. We, <laughs> we don't, yeah, you're, you're sent to the wall, you know, yeah. with the White Walkers. How, how, yeah, you gotta, yeah. you gotta the most take the black. Way to, to, you know, to address that sort of crime, it would be addressed, and it would always be a crime. Gotcha. Because you can't do that. Gotcha, you just, yeah. You like, can't give false advertising. It, well, it's, a vi- it's a violation. I mean, it's a huge viol- it's a I mean, violation. It's a violation of property rights. Go by like Hammurabi's code. Like if <coughs> your son died of a heroin overdose from laced fentanyl or from laced heroin, then the son of the dealer would then have to be killed. That, ooh, you know, yeah. That's, that's that's how Hammurabi's code worked. Oh wow. It, that the eye for an eye. Eye for an stuff, eye. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, the the punishment I believe for a carpenter making a bad building. Yeah. Was uh, the death of the son of the carpenter? Wow! Yeah, yeah because the you hear that, babe. Yeah. We got to give up our firstborn. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, so, I that was locksmith a, job isn't going there. I, right I, I, I would, <laughs> no, that's why I'm a locksmith. I, I was like, I wasn't great at carpentry, you know. Oh man, oh, man. Uh, yeah. So 
the the last issue on 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 your platform online uh, was ending the Federal Reserve, oh. the bank. Uh, I'm not I'm not a huge economist, uh, economist or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but why should we end the Federal Reserve? How will that help us financially as Americans? How that helped me? Like I don't know. I don't really know that much about the Federal Reserve. This and that. If you have me, I'm like, yeah, I mean, you have me right now in front of you. But if if we were to if we were to end the Federal Reserve, tell me tell me how that's a good idea. Well, I can. Uh, is a good example is a uh, COVID, right? Okay. The lockdowns, right? Um, if we had ended the Fed, you know, some time ago, right? This pandemic, a lockdown, nothing. Like people would have had savings to cope with the lockdown. And they come out of the lockdown, yeah, they would be poor, but they would have savings and they just sort of resume and you sort of heal. Like there's no permanent damage done to your economy. The reason that is is because the Federal Reserve basically, you know, it creates uh, money, right? They print money. They expand the credit supply. So they put all these, you know, the will, these trillions of dollars into existence, put them in vaults, and then banks uh, can lend off of those new deposits. When you increase the money supply, but you don't, you know, produce more goods and services, you know, the Fed can print money. It can't print, you know, tomatoes or whatever, anything that people buy. So when you expand the money supply, right, and the goods supply of goods and services that can be bought with that money stays the same, that's inflation. Right now, what, you know, this amount of dollars used to buy this amount of goods and services now you need this amount of dollars to buy the same amount of goods and services. It's an equation, mm -hmm. right? You have the money supply, supply of goods and services. And so also, like, you know, we're talking about the sloops back to the question you had previously. is like talking about the industries that get more expensive, mm -hmm. right? Housing, yeah. right? The Federal Reserve was the engine of that, right? We create all of this, you know, new money, this new credit, right? That credit goes out into you know, the market, the housing market, it was funneled into the housing market through another government apparatus, you know, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. These were institutions designed to just pump mortgages out into the economy. Like, take all this new, freshly printed credit and then funnel that into that market. So what happened to the housing market? It just skyrockets. Boom, 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 boom. All this new money is chasing all these relatively scarce houses so you got more money chasing the same amount of goods and services that cost of that house is going to go up and up and up. What else in our life that we buy that's expensive goes up in value after it gets older and crappier? Nothing. Nothing. It right? doesn't yeah. make any sense. You the drive a car off the lot, it fucking depreciates by how much as soon as it's off the lot. Wine? Yeah. Precisely. Wine. Maybe wine, but that's more of like collectors and stuff like that, like <laughs> antiques and stuff like that, but just on at a... As a whole, just and there is one a point thing, where the wine goes up exactly, exactly. So, but, like you know, to get economists, you know, wine this old is not the same wine as the same wine that's this yeah. old. It's the two goods aren't yeah. uh, the federal. Good a and good B. The Federal Reserve essentially, what you're saying is, uh, every bet that gets made, someone has to cover it, and essentially they just keep keep creating. Well, yeah, well, they're, they're just rationing money up the money supply. And usually when there's more, you know, without the Federal Reserve, you know, the way interest rates go down is you have more depositors. You have more people saving. So, you know, you have money that you don't spend on your bills and you have it, you put it in a bank and that bank has new deposits and therefore it can lend more, more money, money out. out. Yeah. Right. So when interest rates go down in a free market, you go, oh, that means people have a lot more savings. 
that means that this prod this project that I'm financing it's it's looking good. So when there's more credit available or when credit is cheaper, you know, okay, okay, so people are richer now. Now I can, you know, build this project and it's going to be supported by spending mm-hmm. organically. But when you have the Federal Reserve just arbitrarily printing money and just like willing trillions of depo- dollars of deposits into existence, now it's like, oh, there's all this money, but you know, the good supply of goods and services isn't like going up. It's not represented by savings like it would be. It's yeah. just, it's just, hey, here's money, spend it. And so, what what does that do to your savings? It annihilates it, then right? It goes down. Yeah. We, what a bank pays you for putting your, for depositing your money is way less than inflation. It's like ten times, maybe more than you know, less than ten times the amount that uh, inflation is. You know, you get point zero two percent or point two percent, and inflation is. You know, they say it's three or four percent, but we all kind of know, you know, it's way higher than right. that. So there's no incentive. Why would you put your money into a bank where it's just going to the buying power is just going to evaporate? Yeah, you wouldn't. No. That's why you wouldn't have any fucking savings. Yeah. And so when you create a system that makes credit very, uh, very affordable and then savings um, not very attractive, you're always going to have an economy that is built on spending and credit. Not on savings the way it used to be. It's going to be on credit. And so we look at people blame, you know, they're sick of this consumerism, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, that was created by, by the, the Fed. Federal Reserve. Like, that's okay. that's not how life, that's not how the real world is yeah. without this bullshit. You know, and so now COVID hits and now the government's like, all right, none of you can make money. And so in a society that's built on, uh, you know, debt spending, Right, engineered by this this monetary system is like, oh, the savings that we don't have and we haven't had in forever. Because why the hell would you save money, you know, in, in these conditions? Right. So it sets up a very, um, what's the word, a very tenuous situation. The, um, you know, because you can't. There's no room for error. Yeah. Right. You, there's no room for a lot. Well, once, once what, it's, no, it's very fragile. No vacation. Once, you know, yeah. Yeah. It's very fragile. Yeah. Right. But a, a free market economy is very sturdy because it's always built on savings. Gotcha. It, because it has to be. There's no other way around saving money if you don't have a Federal Reserve, if you don't have a central bank. That's how things naturally go. That is a natural order of things to build a stable economy and to have savings. Well, so, shit. Fuck. You convinced me. Uh, I, I never. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, pretty good. Oh, I want savings. Yeah. yeah. Booster, how about you? You want savings? <clears throat> no. Let's spend <laughs> it all. Let's blow it. Cocaine and hookers, I believe, is the oh, traditional man. thing to blow money on. So why don't we do that? Well, speaking of blowing, who doesn't blow is Underground St. Louis. And guys, make sure if you not, have not already to subscribe to us over on YouTube, that's follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, make sure you visit us at our website at undergroundstl.com for exclusive content because, after all, we go deep. All right. We're going to kind of move in. That was We kind of got through like your platform, sure. all that kind of stuff. Um, let's go ahead and kind of move into you. Sure. Okay. And your affiliations with, uh, the proud boys and stuff like that. So Riverfront times (laughs) did a slam piece on you, uh, entitled, he was a drug smuggler. Now he's a proud boy running against Corey Bush. So, I mean, they put Corey Bush in there. You're also running against Anthony Rogers, but we kind of see their bias here. So, uh, yeah. So I have some claims here that they made uh, in this article on you. 
And a bunch of people read this, you know, and so I'm just going to kind of give you a chance to defend yourself. I'm going to list each one of these claims that they've that they've said about you. Uh, tell me true. Tell me not. No comment. Whatever you want to do. Don't want you to incriminate yourself or anything like that. I kind of don't know your whole background. So first claim they make was you were found with 6,200 grams of hash oil that police found in a suitcase. Definitely found some hash oil. I don't know the exact amount. Gotcha. And they and they, you know what? Certain articles that I read after this all had different. Yeah. You know, uh, a bunch of money was found vacuum sealed bags. Yeah. Talking whole bunch. Yeah, this gotcha. is all this is all public record. All public record. Uh, two unregistered handguns found in your apartment. Yeah. 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 You served time. You said it. You said it yeah. earlier. Gotcha. Gotcha. You're very open about it. You're, you know, all that kind of stuff. The past is. It's, I mean, it's the not past like I was convicted and, of rape. It was fucking weed. Right. Know? Yeah. I'm not. I'm not that. Which is which is funny, which 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 shocks me about the Riverfront Times is they're more left leaning. You know what I'm saying? And they're a lot. A lot of the left is very for, hey, you know, prison reform, let them out. They get charged with, you know, marijuana charges, all this kind of stuff. You even said it yourself. You know, marijuana, you know, should be legal. Drugs should be legal. The war on drugs should end. Freedom should be legal. Yeah. a, A lot of the left agrees with that. But what's funny is since you are a proud boy, which. This this yeah. did this did serve as reason why they wrote this article because it's yeah. in the freaking title and you're running against Cory Bush yeah. who's a Democrat and then they slam you on it that's just that's just irony to me yeah. they they slam you on something that most most people on the left you know don't do exactly that but are all for yeah well the same reason that um, they slam me even though I'm a quote unquote victim of the criminal justice system is the same reason. That some white Antifa guy busted uh, two of our friends' front teeth out in San Francisco just the other day. Mm-hmm. They were holding an event. His name's Phil Anderson. For his, uh, free spe- a demand free speech event. You know, they're the ones that do all these huge events all around the country. Huh? Who? Anyways. Um, oh, yeah, yeah we, were, we were talking about this this uh, er- earlier. Yeah, th- yeah. Yeah. And so. Yeah, he got his teeth knocked out and like they were all calling him nigger. A whole bunch of times, like the a crowd of white Antifa people, you know, I don't want to say the N word so many times, but right, like yeah, yeah. nigger, they were, yeah. they're calling a black dude the N word, right? But he's on the, but he's on the right. He's on the right. Yeah. And then they knocked his teeth out. Wow. Right. So, so same, first degree assault, like I mean, with with a deadly weapon. You yeah, know what well, I'm saying? It, with the weapon. It was right worse now. than assault because it was a permanent damage. It was what's it called? Mayhem. It's a charge. Really? When you that's a le- someone legal term. Yeah. Yeah, which makes sense. Why so it's the worst thing. So, so is he the who who had he's knocked out? Phil is he a uh, is he a proud boy? Is he just? I don't, uh, I don't think so. Oh, he, is he is he a proud boy? I don't know. And okay, so so they knocked his. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, no, I would I would love to talk to him. Uh, the uh, yeah, and, and you have like the most famous one I think that was attacked by like Antifa was uh, uh, Andy No. Yeah. That that made like national news yeah. and everything like that, and they they. Yeah, they they started they started yeah. you know they threw they threw something on them some kind of chemical or whatever or yeah. if it was like a milkshake or something I don't know but then they just beat the crap out of them yeah uh, yeah so uh, just kind of just kind of giving background you are vice president of the St Louis Proud Boy right. chapter right uh, the Proud Boys were recently brought up during the first debate between President Trump Joe Biden all that kind of stuff um, the the Proud Boys have been described as a white supremacist quote unquote uh-huh. organization. Yet also described as 
Western chauvinists, sure. uh, more along the lines of a fraternity than right. an actual you know hate group. Uh, for everyone out there here now, what exactly are the Proud Boys? Uh, Proud Boys is um, just a fraternity. It's um, you know in practice is just like a drinking club basically. Um, I don't know. I can really only speak for the St. Louis chapter because those are the only people I like really know. I mean, I know like we meet every year in Vegas. And so I get to meet some of them and sort of like get to hang out with them. But like, as far as we go, we haven't gone to any events. Uh, we haven't done any protests. You know, our first event that we're going to go to is going to be this one. This coming this up Saturday, Saturday this uh, Reopen America rally downtown. So yeah, Just, yeah, we don't yeah. like we don't do marches or anything. Um, other chapters do. I mean, but. I feel like that's any organization, like what, like chapters. Like I was in a fraternity in college, you know what right. I'm saying? And our fraternity did a lot of philanthropy work, did a lot of you know community service. Right. But then we went, we met the Mizzou chapter, and all they did was just hang out and smoke weed all the time. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. yeah, we're the same organization, but <coughs> chapters definitely differ, yeah. um, uh, you know, among the lines and yeah. stuff like that. If so I uh, could I could speak like I mean I know like the manifesto pretty well. So mm-hmm. like, that's like the official platform of the pro- so like that's something that you can say all right so you're a proud boy anywhere so I can attach you to that okay and that that would be fair gotcha. to be like hey that's but you know if you're to say hey this chapter is this or that but we're definitely not white supremacists we don't let white supremacists in you know if we do when we find one then they're gone and that's happened before right it's like we found some guy who's like I was like oh it turns out oh he really does want a gas of juice out yeah. can't have that. Um, so yeah, I mean, they, they truly are anti-racist. I know, I don't know if anyone believes that, but I mean, like truly, you know, like, you know, not homophobic or whatever. So, so we're going to, we're going to kind of dive in because yeah, we got, we got a whole bunch, uh, but just kind of go on. Like how, how were the proud boys founded? You know, who founded them? Where were they founded? When were they founded? I mean, there's a lot of other people that know the story better, but it was founded by Gavin McInnes. Okay. I think they're at a bar trying to get one of his, uh, his employees laid. Something like something, something, something out. You know, this is how you be a man. It was all really made up on the spot. Wasn't it? it what isn't a part about that song? Proud of your boy. It just has the word proud yeah. in it. Yeah, but I, I think like the name wasn't it like <laughs> proud of your boy? Like something like with Aladdin or yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was from the, yeah. the live action musical. Yeah, Aladdin. yeah, and he was like, and he was like, yeah, you know, proud of your boy. I think it was like somebody that he worked with, right? Like, yeah, yeah. One of the, yeah, one of his and it was just now right? he's the funny thing about Gavin is like he he started he co-founded Vice, yeah. correct? Yeah, yeah. And no, because I mean, if you follow (laughs) Gavin, I'm like, you co-founded Vice? Get the hell out of here. And like, apparently he's cool enough to do something like that. Yeah. But like allegedly, like the whole hipster trend. He started that in New York just I heard, because I hear he that was all like, the time. It's yeah. like he ironically started it. Yeah, and so he just I don't started, know how true that is, but it's a hilarious story. That's know? it's crazy. So, it had to be very ironic, otherwise it wouldn't be hipster. Yeah, it, it hey, was. Yeah. It was. He, true. but he's such a he's such a dynamic figure though, um, in anything that he does. But I heard that the reason why, like, Proud Boys was not supposed to be what it is now, like tied to politics, and so it was just supposed to be a bunch of guys with similar views hanging out in a bar. But I thought it was like. When Gavin McGinnis started speaking publicly and was getting shouted down by the left, then the Proud Boys were like, "We're gonna show up for Gavin and like protest the protesters." I, I don't basically. know how it started, yeah. but that and mean, it just kind of just logical. That it snow know? it snowballed. They were like, you know, our leader, our friend, you know, this yeah. and that. Oh, we're gonna show up. Um, Hilarious, dude. Yeah. So so getting down, you you say you guys aren't white supremacists. Yeah. Which I found this, and this is this is. Ironic to a T. They call you guys white supremacists, but all you got to do is look at 
the national president of the Proud Boys, Enrique yeah. Tarrio. And in, in many articles that I've read, he's described as an Afro-Cuban American. <laughs> that yeah, doesn't sound true. white to me. He's, yeah. he's actually not white at all. Like, not even a little bit. But he heads uh, Latinos for Trump, right. a group in Florida, and uh, he's ran as a Republican. Uh, how do you explain to people that? You know, they call your group white supremacists. Like, do you even do you even bother to like, no, we're not, you know, like all that kind of stuff and kind of and, and get fed in, you know, get pulled into that? Or do you just no. like, whatever, dude, like all you got to do is look it look, up or not? Well, yeah, know? like if someone asks you that, that means they didn't look it up or they don't yeah. know. So it's just like, well, how do you deal with somebody that's doesn't have any facts or evidence? You just feel like, hey, listen, we're not. And, you know. Do your research. Yeah, that's yeah. like the mean. only reason you believe, I've told this to people, the only reason you believe that is because someone told it to you. Yeah. Who also doesn't know what they're talking about. You know, I just, what do you say to that besides no? Like, was it, you know, Firmer, are you a racist? It's like, no. Yeah. I don't care if you think I am. I mean, there are like 10 worse things than like racist people. Right. Like you know? rapist. Like, like every just politician. Change, just change one rapist. Letter. Yeah, rapist. You just know, change murder. one letter. It's just yeah, like. Yeah. Like the yeah. problem, like the problem in the black community is not anti-black racism. Very clearly and statistically, it's the welfare state, right? It's destroyed the family. The family, like having two parents, I don't even care if it's you know a guy and a girl. It could be two guys, two girls. Whatever it is, two parents is better than one, mm-hmm. and that's what the statistics say. The number one cause of intergenerational poverty, according to SPLC, who thinks I'm a hate, you know, like a, part of a hate group. Even they say that like that's the most important thing. The one strongest correlation between intergenerational poverty like people that give you know poor people that give birth to people who stay poor who give birth to people who stay poor that is the number one um cause is single motherhood or single parenthood yeah yeah you know and, and what's funny is like i i listen to a lot of now they're conservative you know all this kind of stuff but i listen to a lot of uh uh, black conservatives and uh, like Larry Elder, yeah. you know, Brandon Tatum, Candace Owens, you know, the Hodge twins, you know, love the Hodge twins and stuff like that. But, you know, Larry Elder, Thomas Soul too, you know, that like, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he's he's awesome. But, you know, these are black conservatives that are all saying the same exact thing that anti black racism is a problem, but it is not the number one problem plaguing. No, uh, the black community the across problem. the country. Yeah, it, it's 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 on the list, but it's not, you know, at at <laughs> well, the top. Yeah. Well, let me paint it this way: It's like back in you know the forties, fifties, and sixties, right? The black family was just as intact as the white family. Mm-hmm. There was almost no difference. Same church attendance. You know, like they were they had property, they had savings. Um, they were sending their kids to Ivy League schools. Their kids were getting into Ivy League schools. Was the most shocking part. Um, but they were coming on up like they yeah, were fed this narrative that you can't get in, you know, unless you have like some yeah. help or something like that. But their kids yeah. were getting in yeah, like the, no affirmative action. No. Like, when we think when we think racist America, we think 1950s America. That's just, you know, 1950s South, you know, yeah. old, you know, old, old South. Well, most you know, people that say yeah. that don't even make the distinction. They right. Just, they just go 1950s. Right. White people Jim Crow people. and all that. Yeah. When they didn't know that black people were living in the north for 100 years, getting along fine. Yeah. The black people got along with the white people in the north better than the white people in the north got along with the southerners that came north. Yeah. Right. Um, how were we talking about? Some Thomas Sowell. <laughs> no, yeah, no. Just, I was saying, like, you know, how do you deal with people that call you, you know, white supremacists? Oh, you just, yeah, you know, just, you know, try to be nice. Yeah. If you, you know, if you can, if they're screaming in your face, you just, you know. Yeah. I think, I think it's a, it's a ghost 
it's it's a ghost chase right now with it. It's a, it's a wild goose chase. Um, everything is now well, you can't racist. disprove everything a is yeah. It, it's just it's, it's impossible. It's, it's so, you know it's crazy. Um, okay, so this this kind of brings like one of the one of the examples that they give that you guys are white supremacists and it's proven you're proven you're, you're you're a part of a. Uh, you, you know, you're part of this group, so you kind of know the the hand signals that you guys use, the, the AOK sign, which is that um, it, it has been linked to white supremacy or by certain neo groups or whatever. What does it really mean? How is it used? What's the origin of it? Is it a troll? Is it just yeah, something? So it is a troll. It was started on 4chan, right? Yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah like and it was supposed to be a prank. Like, let's get everyone to think that OK means white power. Or it's like, what was it like? They did it anyway. Yeah, just like, yeah, they so, made this yeah. like it's hilarious thing, and you know it, it caught, and then like, and it just went. Oh, uh, it's it just like, oh oh CNN hates it. We're doing it. Wow, fuck them. You know, <laughs> really. So I mean that that's something like you guys describe yourself as a fraternity. Yeah. That is absolutely something that a fraternity would do. Yeah. Would just troll somebody like that. Of course. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you think, like, has there been talks, like, within, you know, I don't want you, you know, revealing too many secrets, but has there been talks, like, within um, the, uh, you know, within the organization or within certain chapters to, like, stop doing it or this no. and that, blah, blah, move away from it? No you know, way. It's just more of, like, Not a, even a little bit. It's just more of, like, a lab. So, so you <laughs> guys actually, it. you guys actually put it out there, like, hey, this means, the AOK symbol means white power. It was it was basically, like, let's well, see how we easily we can, some, like, somebody some, did on Reddit or whoever... Whoever does that shit on 4chan, gotcha. They still do it today. It's hilarious. And 4chan is just for for people watching that don't know what 4chan is. I have no idea. It's a cesspool. It's just cesspool. A, it's a. Is that what they describe themselves? Uh, like? No, but 4chan is a website. Uh, <laughs> originally, I mean, uh, basically meant to be the uh, <laughs> the complete freedom to talk about and post anything you want. Basically, website, including it multiple times during the 2000s uh pet or uh pedophilia and uh really yeah a lot of pictures of naked children were on oh nice oh shit so yeah they got shut down a couple times i i think that part has kind of died out a little bit it's gone more into the dark net less on 4chan like, okay. 4chan used to be less known than it is today okay because uh, like i mean i had heard about it back in like middle school and high school and stuff so like it's that. almost like anything goes yeah, that was Pretty the that, that was, was the original, original thing, idea. People took it too far, <laughs> but it's still it's still kind of at some point anything goes. Is it? Uh, like, yeah, yeah, essentially, essentially the idea is that it's it's basically just an like a less reputable version of Reddit. So somebody saw trolling. Yeah, it's it's meant to be anonymous, gotcha, so you can gotcha. communicate. So like, if you want to make a joke but don't want to get called, whatever, go to 4chan and. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm. So so somebody did this on 4chan saying that the AOK symbol was linked to white supremacy, <coughs> just trolling or doing whatever. You guys saw it, found it funny. Just, well, it, just it wasn't just the Proud Boys. It was like it was sort of a whole like internet subculture thing, like, oh okay. But of course the Proud Boys are oh, of course, still yeah. targeted for it because yeah. they are who they are. Like, white yeah. supremacist hand symbol. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, leading, uh, leading in, and I'm just, I'm just giving you a chance to defend yourself with all these allegations that have been made against your organization. So, uh, the Unite the Right, uh, rally in Charlottesville, right. which resulted in the death of 32 year old Heather Heyer by James Alex Fields Jr. Uh, that was organized by Proud Boy second degree member, Jason Kessler. 
After the rally, Kessler was expelled by then-President Gavin McGinnis, right. and the Proud Boys have claimed time and time again that they denounce white supremacism. Uh, you, you said it yourself. If you find one, if you, if you even get a whiff of somebody having yeah. views like that, they're fucking out. Yeah, you know? and I'm, I'm pretty sure this is true. This is what I heard. But like before, unite the right. When they f- kind of found out what it was, there was a stand. Like anyone that goes there, no longer proud boy. Really? Yeah. And so I guess Kessler. I don't know anything about him before except it made, I recognize his name. Before it made like national news. Before. Really? Before the event even happened? Okay. So I guess they knew he was. Okay. They knew they knew he was doing something or yeah. doing whatever, and they so they basically the organization put out if you if any of us attends yeah. this organization, you're you're done yeah. because this is not what we stand for. Yeah. And well, this was before the death happened. This is before the, yeah. the the whole event even happened. Yeah. Okay. I, I think they. Knew, I mean, I was in jail when this happened, but you know, the, just from what I've heard, the story. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And that sounds, I mean, that sounds like what, you know, we would do today. So that, that is, sense. that is crazy because I mean, just right there shows the manipulation that they could just say, Hey, you know, that was, you know, the rally was organized by a proud boy. Right. But when you actually go into the details saying that, no, he was before this event even took place when we got yeah. a whiff of him organizing it, he was gone. Yeah. You Something know? like that. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. So that's, that's a major you know, yeah, it just it just shows you can just say Proud Boy. Oh, yeah. well, you know, fuck fuck yeah. the Unite the Right uh, rally. You know, and they keep bringing it up every single debate. Charlottesville. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It, it's it's definitely in there. Not even in the in the debate. Just anything. Any. Yeah. I think I think Joe Biden started his whole campaign talking about Charlottesville. I think his first commercial that was ever aired, he was talking about <coughs> uh, the Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville. Uh yeah. So. There have been several videos of violent clashes between Antifa and the Proud Boys, most notably in Portland. I remember watching that a couple of years ago, uh, and uh, they, they've been circling the internet. You guys claim that you are there to defend conservatives from violence, or at least the Portland chapters or the West Coast chapters are. You know, what would you say? You know, to, I mean, are, do you think those chapters of Proud Boys are inciting violence? What, what do you think is going on there? Because there have been clashes. Like obviously, sure. there's physical clashes. Obviously, the video doesn't show. Who started it? Right. What side threw the first punch? What guess, happened? Yeah, you know, yeah. But what what would you say to to those videos? You know, somebody calls you guys violent based on a video like that. Well, you know, compared to what? Certainly not the people starting the fight. I mean, compared to someone that's not in the fight, it seems violent. But yeah. when you get attacked, it's like why? The only reason to say that we're violent is you know to lie and to misinform and to to mislead people. Yeah. I mean, show me a, you know, a Proud Boy fight or a, a fight that Proud Boys were in that they started and I would show you a fight I condemned and that Enrique Tario would probably condemn. You know, I don't want to speak for him, but I'm kind of assuming we're on the same page. You know, we're not supposed to start fights. If you start fights, you're in a lot of trouble. Yeah. You know. So, um with with that with that being said, you know, one of the one of the things that I saw in the video was this proud boy knocked out this Antifa member <laughs> but the Antifa member if you saw in the video he had a baton yeah. coming at him and I think I think it even landed on the guy's forearm yeah. so he he took a whatever club to the forearm and then he just let freedom ring and yeah. knocked him out the one know? punch man yeah, yeah yeah I mean have you met him yeah. like is that is that who he's known as uh you know <laughs> but 
but yeah, now there are there are two of you that are either in jail or I'm under. Taller than him. I think I'm taller than him. Actually. But two of you guys are either uh, in jail or whatever for that. Do you do you not? I couldn't for, really find for for something. They were like they had they had pled in to inciting in, in, in New, New York. York. Is yeah. it okay? I didn't know if it was West Coast or East Coast. Coast. Yeah. Do you have a little bit more background on that? Like, yeah, I do. Yeah. I mean that, and that was one of the best examples for the Proud Boys. It's like they're having an event. It was Gavin, it was at Gavin's event somewhere down in New York City. Okay. Which and is where he's from. He's from yeah, New York. Yeah, Gavin, yeah. And um, it was I think an he's, isn't he, he's Canadian, though, right? But he yeah. he's Canadian. But yeah, so this was all started by a Canadian, basically. Fucking Canucks. Okay. All right, yeah, but no, go on, go on. I'm sorry. The but yeah, no, it was um, it was a planned event. It was like some sort of comedy show. He was doing this whole like Asian routine. This, I don't know. Sometime long ago, you know, there's a black and white video of like some uh, one Japanese guy stabbing some other Japanese politician. Who's like a communist and like we just go crazy for it, you know? Because it's anyways. But he was like doing some sort of comedy show about that. And um, the day before that even happened, like that venue was destroyed, like, not destroyed, but it was vandalized very heavily. Okay. You know, you know, I mean, Antifa. Right. We know you're here, whatever, whatever. Um, They're always but, watching. But they still held the event, which was awesome. You know, most of the times they get canceled. They held the event. Um, Proud Boys were leaving. They were being, you know, followed by, you know, a fairly large group of Antifa. Um, and eventually, you know, the Antifa, they got a hold of them. They met up with them, and it was there was a brawl. And the Antifa people, you know, ended up running away. And, you know, they didn't talk to the cops. And the cops came over. They were like, is everything cool? Because the cops saw the whole thing. Like, they saw, they saw it unfold, so they know the Proud Boys didn't, you know, start it. Gotcha. They were followed. You know, this was a whole thing. Like, this did not start on that street at that moment. This was something that had been happening, had been planned by Antifa because they were there and they were following them, yada, yada, trying to start trouble. Well, they found the trouble and um, got the shit, you know, kicked out of them. And then the only reason the Proud Boys got, um, you know, got charged is because they talked to the police. They gave them their names. They gave them a statement. Oh, wow. Right, the Antifa guys said "fuck off" and left, which was what you're supposed to do, right? To the police, because that exact thing happens. Right, it's not about justice. It's like, can they get you? Do they have a motive to get you? Can yeah. they can they convict you? And that's all that matters. So they they just they got the names. Yeah, and there we go. And they had the video, it's, so it's they done. could they you know got the police report, the names, the faces, and that's how they got them. They're like, oh, well, we can't get the Antifa people for starting a fight, but we can. You know, get the Proud Boys for fighting. So it's not it's not really about solving the case. It's more about closing it, technically. That's how I guess that's how they were looking at it. Let's no, just close I mean, this no, this is, is completely political. Right? It's, okay. The, the cops didn't arrest them. Like, really? They didn't. They like, because they saw the whole thing. There were no arrests made at that night. They were just like, all right, so they're gone. All right, get out of here. Yeah. Um, So they just so so the prosecutor got the names and then just kind of yeah. went went running. They're like, it. "Here's the video. You were fighting them four years. Wow, four years for defending yourself in a fight. Wow. Now is it, how has that been like? You know, appealed? Like, I mean, like what? Like, have they been trying to? You know, like, is there any? 
that that's that is that's crazy. That that is uh that's nuts. Especially like not giving your name. That's that like like just Antifa running away. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then they, I guess, thought they were doing the right thing yeah. and stuff like that. And the cops were cool. And then yeah, yeah. Well, Proud Boys have a problem with you know liking cops too much sometimes. Gotcha. That's probably one of their biggest faults. Gotcha. Uh okay. So <laughs> so uh just kind of uh a little uh. Are, are you guys, would you guys consider yourself a militia? No. Okay, because I heard you guys described as a militia. Uh, have you seen a militia? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I just, I just wanted you yeah. to, I just wanted you to, you know, confirm that or not. Uh, no. Uh, do you believe Antifa should be condemned as a terrorist organization? What does that even mean? Like condemned as a terrorist organization by the government. Yeah, but like, what does that mean? Does that mean? What, Basically, what I'm afraid that means is now it's legal and there's legal precedent to drone bomb you. Uh, okay. Yes, okay. <clears throat> there is. Uh, technically speaking, the being considered a terrorist organization uh, does open up certain avenues that would normally not be open to law enforcement, including wiretapping gotcha. without consent, without any yeah. kind of. Uh, it's an awful precedent to set. Yeah, gotcha. without any kind of like legal. Uh, forethought or due process they can monitor you they can jail you for nothing gotcha. uh, they can literally just Guantanamo you essentially so just disappear you on American soil uh, my, my supposed today. to be illegal yeah. to do for the CIA <coughs> which it is illegal for the CIA to do it but there is a way of getting around that yeah it's called being yeah. a deep state yeah, so so uh, do you believe that the, the KKK then my follow up is do you believe that the KKK should be condemned as an organization Condemned as an organization, a terrorist organization, I should say. And that, I don't Again, think it's anyone the same. like I don't know. Gotcha. That is that is more than a slippery slope. Gotcha. You can condemn the KKK. I mean, that's that's yeah fine. That's Racism been, that's is irrational and you know therefore evil. Yeah. So it's like you should condemn them. So so your 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 fear is that the floodgates open and then yeah we condemn them as a terrorist organization, but the amount of what the government can get away with. To them, bombing, wiretaps, all this kind of stuff. Well, it opens the door to all that, and especially when you know we're so afraid of um, how evil the left can be when they get in power. You set that president. What happens to the Brown Boys? What happens to anyone that doesn't toe the line? Right. Yeah, I mean, it could it could go it could flip flop. It could be you know we're so afraid that the left getting in power, but then we give all the power over here, and then the right gets in power, and then become a tyrannical, or you know the left becomes tyrannical. It's 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 tyrants on both sides. Congratulations, Democrats! Like Obama took all these you know um, Patriot Act agencies, beefed them up, started doing a bunch of new things, new spying, you know the NSA and all that kind of stuff, and then yeah, they just thought they were going to be in power forever, and then oh no, we just turned this very powerful weapon over to the man we most despise. Yeah. And now, you know, he's doing a lot of stuff that he wouldn't have been able to do if we didn't uh, let Obama get away with it. Because now you can't say, oh, look what Trump's doing. Oh, okay, he got that power from the Obama, who got the power from the Bush administration, who got the power from, and it all goes back. Essentially saying that uh, there's been a degradation, like each presidency... Uh, sort of the rules that were, they're supposed to follow has been kind of like degrading year after year. Yes, it, like it, ever since basically like, well, since you know, emergency powers under Dwight D. Eisenhower <laughs> or something like that. I mean, it really. I mean, you can trace, you know, everything back to the you know the founding of this country. Everything started with that. You know, we had a great small government, but it never gets smaller; it only gets bigger. 
Hmm. Even if it gets bigger slowly, a couple hundred years later, now you have a, you know. Giant, you know, massive. A Tyrannosaurus. Right. Um, okay, so kind of just to kind of, you know, plug your chapter here. Uh, what good deeds, has, if any good deeds, has the St. Louis Proud Boy chapter done for the community? Like, do you guys do philanthropy work? Do you guys do community service? Do Not you, really. No, so it's more of just like a fraternal drinking. We literally call. just, ha- you know, hang out with each other. I mean, we all donate to St. Jude's and stuff, but like okay. all that kind of stuff. But so there is there is some donations. Oh, it's all on the individual on. level. Gotcha. Like we all, you know. <clears throat> but nothing like as, stuff, you know. nothing as an organization, as, no. as a chapter, as yeah, a whole. Yeah, we got like a dozen guys out. on a good day. Do you know, do you know, like, do any, like, of the of the chapters yeah, do that? Yeah, a lot yeah. of, like, the really big chapters do really, really great, impressive stuff. Gotcha. I like one guy was telling me, like, their chapter did a bike drive. They just went out, raised money, bought a ton of bikes, showed up. Really? Just for, like, for, like, poor kids in their city. That's cool. I mean, how how many, so, like, you know, you said those are big chapters and stuff like that. Like, you know, how how would you say, like, you know, big that those guys compared to you guys, like, where are you guys at numbers-wise? Like, do you guys, you know, um, like, like... Big chapters have over 100 people. Gotcha. You know. Gotcha. Because I know you guys are kind of, you guys are telling me when I actually, so I actually accidentally, well, I didn't even know, I not accidentally, I went, but I didn't even know it was a Proud Boy party. You attended a white national I know, event. right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I know, right? Ugh, point the finger at me. But I showed up and I was like, oh. And then I just started talking. And we kind of all had similar beliefs. And everybody was. And then I saw your president with the Proud Boy tattoo yeah. on his forearm. I'm like, oh, yeah. Gavin McGinnis's organization. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but yeah, you guys you guys are, you know, I guess smaller number than those big. But the Proud Boys, nationally, certain chapters and stuff like that, they do a lot of philanthropy work oh, yeah. in community service. Okay. That's awesome. Cool. Before we go into the next segment, guys, uh, I just want to make sure that if you have not already subscribed to us on Facebook, on YouTube, that you make sure you go and hit the describe or the subscribe, not describe. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get <laughs> I'm trying to describe uh, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Also, visit our website, undergroundstl.com, where we go deep. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Where we go deep. Our, my my co-host ain't here. Let's flip that. All right. So I. Uh, uh, Alex, last thing of uh, the night that we're going to do with you, and we did this with Anthony Rogers, uh, your political opponent coming up. Uh, so he did the same thing. It's going to be a political speed round. Oh, okay. Great. So I'm just going to spout off a word, phrase, name. You just tell me real quick how that word makes you feel uh-huh. or the first word that comes to mind to counteract it or describe it. Okay. You ready for it? Why not? All right. All right. Here we go. Uh, let's flip it. Let's flip it over. Yeah, there you go. Uh, all right. Donald Trump. Cool. Cool. Joe Biden. Shit. Climate change. Eh. <laughs> Gay marriage. Eh. <laughs> There's a little higher <laughs> octave there. I love it. Uh, Second yeah, Amendment. My sister's gay married. Second Amendment. Awesome. Awesome. Political correctness. Gay. Gay. <laughs> Adolf Hitler. Ooh, not great. Not great. Antifa. They're highly evil. Hi- Both of those guys are very evil. Okay, Hitler so- was probably more evil than Antifa so far. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the anti-fascists are worse than the fascists? <laughs> well, I mean, anti-fascists. Let's call really? a spade a spade. Yeah, uh, right. Mike Pence. Oh. Okay. Uh, Kamala Harris. Cunt. <laughs> Abortion. Bad. Marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi. Cunt. <laughs> Roger Stone. Did nothing wrong. Uh, 
Proud Boys. Fabulous. Fabulous. Communists. Faggots. BLM. Black faggots. Healthcare. Very important. Underground St. Louis. Fucking radical. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. That's what I like to hear. All right. All right. Alex, thanks for coming on the show tonight, man. It was it was awesome having you. Uh, I I learned I learned a lot too. Not just you know about the Proud Boys and shit like that, but like your views, like anarchist views and stuff like that. Like when I was reading about it, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna ask him a lot of this stuff, and yeah, a lot of it, a lot of it, you know, rang true and stuff like yeah. that. So yeah, absolutely. So yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, go ahead and. Uh, plug yourself, plug whatever events you have coming up, plug plug you running for Congress, all that kind of stuff. Just just take some time, go for it. Yeah, big time. Alexforus.com, that's my campaign website. If you want to email, it's info at alexforus.com. You want to get to this uh, this um, the page for our event, it's demandfreespeech.org. That's where you're going to find the details and, you know, the time, place, all that kind of stuff. We're going to have an after party, you know, location will be announced at the event. Uh, we're not going to tell you where it is yet. Um, got a lot of cool people coming. I would say follow Taxation is Theft Guy on Facebook or Instagram, but it maybe it exists on Facebook. I don't taxation know. Taxation is Theft Guy. It's taxation is Theft Guy. I don't have any control over it anymore, and I guess my IP address is flagged, so I don't know. Twitter. Twitter. There we go. Elvis and his Twitter. mom. Elvis and his mom would be uh, one Twitter, and then, yeah, that's it. That's the only thing that is um, available now. It's Twitter. Is that is that it? Yeah. No. Damn it. Crap. No, it's not on there. I uh, awesome. Well, hey, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. Good luck and everything like that. Yeah, man. Um, it was great having you. We'll do this again. You know what I'm saying? Do something. Maybe a little less uh, political and stuff like that. Having uh, you guys on, do something with the Proud Boys, all that kind of stuff. So we'll see. But guys, that has been another underground interview from Underground St. Louis. We love bringing you a street-level view of the greater St. Louis area, taking you deep into the topics that matter the most to St. Louisans. Again, big thanks for Alex Herman coming on. We love uh, we love having people uh, on about St. Louis that bring a street-level view, that bring something to the table that not a lot of people knew about. So we do this for you guys. We do this for STL. This is Underground St. Louis signing off. And as always, we go deep. deep. Thank you all for watching Underground STL Live. This show is brought to you by TAC Entertainment, live music and concert promotion, band management, tour management, and new talent development in the greater St. Louis area. Also, this show is brought to you by Diamond Music Hall, a premier music venue located in St. Peters, Missouri. Do not forget to like and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook and other social media platforms. Also, don't forget to visit our website at undergroundstl.com. Underground St. Louis is property of Underground Promotions, LLC. We will see you next time. And as always, we go deep. <laughs>